This is Theremin 30. 30 minutes of Theremin music, news, events, and interviews with a new episode about every 30 days. Now, here's your host from Denver, Colorado, USA, Rick Reed. Hey there, welcome to Theremin 30, the only regularly scheduled English language theremin podcast, where you get to hear me try to pronounce the names of musicians and songs from around the world in my crazy American accent. This is episode number 27 for August 2021. I'll be playing music from England, Japan, and France, and my interview guest is Dr. Xiao Xiao. She's a computer scientist, artist, and musician based in Paris who blends her interests in some fascinating ways. Among other things, we'll be talking about how she got her theremin to sing. Let's start the show now with a geographic double play. Two tracks from recording artists based in Liverpool, England. I don't know if they know each other already, but if they don't, they really should introduce themselves. First, you'll hear music from Kevin Sinnott and then Steve Stroud. I'll give you details about both tracks after the set.
started the show with a song called Starstruck by Kevin Sinnott. He released that song as a single about three months ago. After that, we heard a track called Spooky by Steve Stroud from his current and fourth solo album called Sketches from the Bunker. Steve sang and played most of the instruments on that track, including the theremin. He runs a recording studio in Liverpool called Big Cloud Productions. You can learn more about Kevin and Steve by clicking on their names in this month's show notes at theremin30.com. After the break, I'll take a look at the calendar of theremin events and play some Russian music by way of Japan. So stay tuned. The Theremin 30 podcast is supported by affiliate programs with Eargasm Earplugs, eBay, Reverb, and Zounds. When you follow these links and banners on our website, A portion of any purchases you make will help keep this show in the ether. So start shopping at theremin30.com.
It's now time for the Theremin 30 calendar, a look at the theremin-related concerts, workshops, and other events happening around the world in the weeks ahead. On August 10th, Robert Meyer plays an outdoor concert in Zinowitz, Germany. On August 21st, Coralie Ahinger will present a French-language lecture and performance in Lenz, Switzerland. On August 28th, Dorit Chrysler leads online and in-person theremin workshops from Berlin, Germany. And finally, this month happens to mark the 125th anniversary of the birth of Leon Theremin. Depending on which calendar you use, his birthday is either August 15th or August 28th. So, I recommend celebrating for the whole two weeks. For details about all of these events and more, check out the interactive calendar on theremin30.com. And if you have an event you'd like me to put on the calendar, send me all the details through the website, Twitter, or Facebook. Up next is music from an album I featured earlier this year called Renaissance and Evolution, produced by Masami Takeuchi. It's a compilation of recordings by two of Masami's music projects. This time around, I have a track from Mobble and Da. I was curious about the name of the group, so I asked Masami about it. He explained that he used to have two different matriomen groups. One was called Mobble, taking the first two letters from the word matriomen, and then the last three letters from the word ensemble. The other group made up of his matriomen students was called Da, which is the Russian language word for yes. Eventually, he combined the two groups into a huge matriomen orchestra with 100 members. So here now is a recording of Mobble and Da performing a track called Russian Medley.
That was Russian Medley by Mobble and Da from their Renaissance and Evolution album produced by Masami Takeuchi. Coming up after this break, I'll visit with Dr. Xiao Xiao, so stick around. Hey, this is Rick Reed, producer and host of the Theremin 30 podcast. Did you know that you can advertise with Theremin 30? You can place banner ads on the website or even get a commercial played right here in the middle of the show. It's a great way to promote products, services, and events to the Theremin community. And honestly, this show does not have a huge audience, at least not yet. But that means it doesn't cost much to get involved. You can find rates and details at theremin30.com. Xiao Xiao is a multi-talented artist, musician, and computer scientist who has combined her interests to create a piano that will play a duet with you and a theremin that can speak and sing in French. She has a PhD from MIT and works as a postdoctoral researcher in Paris. I spoke with her recently to find out more about her fascinating projects that blur the lines between art and science. Dr. Xiao, thank you for being on Theremin 30. Thank you so much for having me, Rick. We should start with a little bit of your background in music. You are originally a piano player, right? I am, yeah. I started classical piano when I was four years old. <laughs> music has always been a really important part of my life. And then theremin is something you came to much later? Yeah, I was at the MIT Media Lab, and my official research topic is human-computer interaction. There's a conference called NIME, New Interfaces for Musical Expression, where I actually met Dorit Chrysler in 2017, and that was how I started playing the theremin in the first place. So you studied this human-computer interaction through undergrad, grad school, and your doctorate degree. I went to MIT for undergrad, and I studied computer science. And then afterwards, I was at the MIT Media Lab and did my master's and PhD in this group called Tangible Media, which is all about envisioning new ways that people might interact with the computer or with digital information in the future. And at the same time that I was doing my master's and PhD at the Media Lab, uh, my first year, there was a class on music improvisation. And I took that class and it, it totally changed my life because, well, I've always been really into learning, but I guess I had always thought that people who become really, really good in music have some sort of special talent. And the rest of us, if we're not so talented, then, you know, we can only get so far. This class made me really interested in thinking about music as a sandbox for learning how to learn. What do you mean by sandbox? I guess it's a metaphor about uh, kids in playgrounds, right? You have a playground, you have the sandbox, the kids are always like rolling around in the sand, experimenting, learning about different ways of forming the sand and creating these little worlds for themselves to understand objects and physics in their own bodies. And I think this sort of learning is something that's really important. Mm -hmm. The world today is constantly changing. And I personally feel like one of the most important skills that anybody can have is the ability to learn something quickly, efficiently, and maybe have a lot of fun while doing it. 
One example, I think, of what you're talking about is a video on the web where you are playing a duet with a reflection of yourself. Is that the right way to describe it? During my master's and the PhD at the Media Lab, I had worked on some projects imagining how the piano might be like in the future, where it could be augmented with digital information. And when I was playing the piano one day, I was looking at the reflection of my hands on the surface in front of the keyboard, and I just had this thought of, wouldn't it be really lovely if instead of seeing your own reflection, you could see someone else's reflection and play a duet with the reflection of somebody from far away or maybe even somebody from the past. I applied to the Media Lab with this as a project idea, and I think my advisor Hiroshi Ishii really resonated with the ideas behind the project, and I got accepted to the Media Lab and kind of spent the next few years trying to build this vision. Eventually, I had built enough prototypes to convince Yamaha to loan me a disclavier piano, which is like a player piano that plays itself. And so then I began to projection map onto the piano videos of a pianist's hands and the upper body projected as if it's onto the keys and on the part where the music would be. And this synchronized with the moving keys of the disclavier piano gave the illusion, especially if you're sitting in front of it, that there's a person there. It really kind of hacks your brain to feel like there is a presence there. So at the Media Lab, people build demos of their projects, and the demo is kind of a way to tell stories about the future. One of the stories that I like to tell is about what it would be like, for instance, having uh, concerts streamed not just to your computer, but onto your piano at home. And you can actually feel like there's a hologram of the pianist in front of you. A lot of people first became aware of you a few years ago when you were teaching a theremin to Sing. This was a project called TVOX, spelled T-V-O-K-S. And the idea is to connect a vocal synthesizer to the theremin, which gives the theremin the ability to sing with lyrics and to recite poetry. This project came about when I was doing a short research pilot project at a lab in Paris called LEM, which stands for Lutri Acoustique Musique. This group had developed a vocal synthesizer that's controlled by hand gestures, and they connected it to a Wacom tablet where you're able to kind of draw on the screen and sing with this really realistic sounding synthesized voice. And I had come to the group because I had seen their work at a conference and I had this idea of using their interface to help people learn Chinese tones. Tones are just one of the biggest difficulties with learning Chinese. And it's unfortunate because you can pronounce English or French with a horrible accent and people will still understand you. But if you don't get tones in Chinese, even if you can read and write really well, speaking is always going to be a problem. In Chinese, a tone is actually a frequency change. So in Chinese, you have four tones. There's ah, which is just, you know, like singing like ah, ah, which is it rises ah, which dips, and then ah, which goes down. And if you play the theremin, actually, maybe it's easier for you to understand tones because you can think of them as different gestures. And they are different gestures of the voice. 
so anyway, I was in this group doing this pilot project. And at that point, I had started to play the theremin and I had been playing for a few months and I was really excited about it. And with a colleague, um, Grégoire from the lab, we kind of got together during weekends to see whether we could connect the vocal synthesizer to the theremin. Then it kind of worked pretty well because we already know as theremin players that the theremin has this incredible capacity to mimic the human voice. When you add lyrics to it, that's just another dimension that you can play with. Well, it reminds me of how the theremin was invented. Professor Theremin was inventing something else, and the theremin just sort of came out of that by accident. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Professor Theremin is such a hero for me. He represents so much the spirit of exploration and discovery and self-learning and connecting the dots between art, science, technology. I really wish I could have met him. He's just such an incredible inspiration. Tell me about your theremin experience outside of research. Are you performing? I performed a bit when I was in New Orleans working on my art projects there before moving to Paris. In terms of more recent projects, there is something that I'm cooking up with a couple of friends from the Media Lab, Gershon Dublon and Xing Liu, who have made this really amazing sonic experience, which they presented at Ars Electronica last year, uh, called The Wandering Mind. They take field recordings that are freely available on the internet. They do a spectral analysis of all the recordings, like thousands, tens of thousands of them. Then they feed it to a neural net, which clusters the recordings by similarity in terms of sounds. So then you get this 2D space where you can wander around using just like your keyboard and you're a little square and you hear the sounds that are closest to you. And as you move around the space, you get this transforming soundscape. We have been experimenting with jamming with it in the theremin. And so we, we got together a few times and he would pilot the wandering mind and I would play the theremin. It's almost like you're a neural net yourself and you're fed with these different sounds and you have to understand them somehow. Even if I, I never become professional in the world of the theremin, it's still such a gift to be interacting with this instrument and also such a gift to be interacting with the theremin community because it's such a beautiful, close-knit community. Like People are, are so generous with their knowledge and it's just really amazing to be part of it. Now let's end the episode with Xiao Xiao on theremin and Manuel Guliak controlling the Wandering Mind sound system.
And that wraps up the August 2021 edition of the Theremin 30 podcast. Thanks so much to Kevin Sinnott, Steve Stroud, and to Masami Takeuchi and the 100 members of Mobile and Da for allowing me to play their music in the show. Also, a special thanks to my interview guest, Xiao Xiao, and to the listeners who provide financial support to the show. The pandemic isn't over yet, so be careful out there. Until next time, I'm your host, Rick Reed. I'll see you around on Facebook and Twitter. You've been listening to the Theremin 30 podcast. Visit Theremin 30 on the web at theremin30.com.